everyone, I'm Nicole Kozalek, and you are listening to I Believe, a podcast focused towards inspiring FFA members to be their best, do their best, and make a difference in the world around them. Welcome back to the I Believe podcast. Today, I have Annalise Wagner on the podcast with me to talk about advocating for agriculture, which we all know is so important, especially as we're coming out of county fairs and going into the state fair. There are a lot of people that we will be communicating with and talking with during the state fair that have no connection to agriculture. And it is important that we share our stories the best we can so that they feel a connection and feel happy and safe with the food that we are providing them. Annalise has been advocating for agriculture for some time now on social media. Her platform is Mod Farm Chick, and I have been following her, following along with her. It's been a blast. She's super personable, super fun to listen to, as well as very, very good at telling the truth and what is actually happening. Not really sugarcoating it, but just sharing the facts. So go check her out if you're interested at all, and let's enjoy this conversation I had with her a couple of days ago. Welcome to the I Believe podcast. It is a privilege to have you on the podcast today and talking about the importance of advocating for agriculture. Can you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Yes. Well, thank you for having me. I am Annalise Wagner, also known as Modern Day Farm Chick or Mod Farm Chick. Um, I am a dairy farmer from Wisconsin. I farm with my husband and his family. We milk about 700 cows. Um, I'm also a mom to uh, twins. And yeah, I consider myself an advocate, I guess. Awesome. And you're, you said you're a mom and a wife now. So back, a, back up a couple of years as an FFA member, what were you involved in? So I'm going to be honest. I was in FFA, but we didn't have that great of an FFA chapter. There wasn't a lot of push for us to do stuff um, or we weren't we just weren't known of all of the the resources and the amazing things that I know FFA has to offer today. We mostly just screwed around in the greenhouse and wasted time. Um, But I was also very active in 4-H. So I'd say between the two of them, they really helped me with my public speaking, um, helped with networking. I was able to meet so many other farm kids or kids that were involved in agriculture. And um, I'd say just work on my public speaking and getting myself out there. Awesome. So now that you said you didn't do all all that much, but now that you know about FFA a little more, maybe you've seen other FFA chapters or whatever, what do you wish you would have done that you've known, know is now an opportunity that you didn't get to do? I think just more involvement in general, I would have loved to do um, some competing, whether that's like with the debate or um, speaking, going to more conventions, conferences, just being involved more in general, because such a fun way to learn. Yeah, for sure. And how did the little bit of FFA experiences or even 4-H experiences you had lead you to what you're doing today? Um. Well, for those of you that were in 4-H, you remember you always had to do those darn demonstrations and talk in front of the club. 
Um, and it really just helped me find my passions and the things I like to talk about and got me comfortable speaking in front of others. Um, and just really hone in on, on certain things that I think we all need to be good at in life. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so you talked about having your modern day farm, modern day farm chick. Is that your URL? Okay. So you have that dairy advocacy account. How did you start that? When did that all start? What's the backstory behind that? Because every, every starting point has a backstory. I'm, I believe at least. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I always knew that, um, sharing my farm story and connecting with consumers was important, but I was like, Oh, we have dairy carry. We have so-and-so we're good. I don't need to do anything. I can just hide in my little bubble and someone will take care of telling the farm story for us. Um, and from time to time, I would share different blog posts from Dairy Carey with my maternal grandparents who are somewhat removed from agriculture. And it was a particular article about animal abuse that really resonated with my grandma. And she immediately called me and started telling me how well written it was, how great informative it was. She thought I wrote it. Uh, after I corrected her and told her another dairy farmer wrote it, uh, it got me thinking, well, I could do this. I could blog. I mean, if at least a way to connect my grandparents with the farm, that's really how it started. I just wanted to share with them what we had going on um, and help them understand where their food comes from. And before I knew it, I was on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter for a little while, uh, Snapchat and had grown a following. Wow. Awesome. What, What platform did you start on for like, did you just like start them all? Or did you start? I just started on WordPress. Uh, So I was blogging and then I was sharing my blog posts on my personal Facebook page. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I was like, maybe I didn't want to shove it down people's throats. So then I created a Facebook page for Modern Day Farm Chick and said, if you want to see what's going on at the farm, come follow me over here. Um, And then I really Instagram is definitely my jam now. I like that platform the most. Uh, I think a picture really is worth a thousand words. However, now Instagram is telling us that's not good enough anymore. You need to do videos, but um, I'm a visual person. So Instagram's a lot of fun for me. Awesome. Yeah. And I follow you on Instagram. That's how I kind of feel like I got to know you through your Instagram reels and pictures and ca- captions and all of that. When yeah. did this all start? Like a couple years ago? Good question. It's been a while. I, what year is it today? I've probably been doing it for seven plus years. Oh, wow. Awesome. So you're, you're well-practiced, you know, you know, all of it, right? (laughs) I think so. (laughs) You're always learning, right? (laughs) Always learning, always improving. I like to think. So the Minnesota State Fair is coming up in a couple of weeks. And that's why I really wanted to get this podcast in is because I feel like FFA members, 4-H members, um, we get a lot of questions about our animals and general agriculture at the state fair um, because it's 12 days full of just a big get together with non-agricultural people and agricultural people kind of in the same spot running around. So after 
not having a fair last year, kind of getting out of practice, maybe just a little bit. I think I'm a little out of practice. I thought it'd be really valuable for us to just talk through it, mentally prepare ourselves so that we can have really good interactions with um, people that walk through any barn, wherever we are. I'll be in the hog barn, but I know listeners will be in other barns. Um, And just being able to answer those questions as good as we can. So with that, I'll ask a few more questions that really help us, if that's okay. Sure. All right. So what would you say is the most important thing to remember while talking to those that are not personally connected to the farm or to agriculture? To to just remember that they're not connected. They, they think they, for the most part, probably think their food's coming from the grocery store. Um, So just really being comfortable and casual with them and talking about the basics. Um, I think Obviously, as farmers, as people in agriculture, we have our own lingo. And sometimes, I don't want to say dumb it down, but you need to put it in layman's terms for people. Yeah, for sure. I have a funny story with that, actually. I was... it was actually a family friend of ours. We were like talking about how farming operation works. And I said something about an auger, which to me was like, it's an auger. Like it just moves the corn from our <laughs> truck to the bed. And she had no clue. And I was like, I don't know how to explain an auger to you. Like, I just remember feeling so dumbfounded, but yeah. it's, it's definitely, we have our own lingo that everyone else like, what did you just say? I have no clue what that word means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if someone comes up to us in distress, which I guess I haven't personally had this, but I know some other people have, and they say we're treating our animals poorly or they shouldn't be in kennels or cages, whatever they're going to say, or tied up, um, if it's a dairy cow, beef cow, um, tied up, how do you approach that kind of distress? So I haven't experienced a whole lot of this in person, but obviously on social media, I have. And when it first happened to me, it was so easy for me to get fired up and defensive and want to almost fight back. And that is literally the worst thing you can do, right? You catch more flies with sugar. So just taking a deep breath, trying to understand where that person's coming from, what they might've read, seen, or heard, and just explain to them the facts, like be honest too, Mm -hmm. like 100% be honest. We don't really, you want to sugarcoat things a little bit, but not a whole lot. Just hmm. give up, give it to them straight and talk calmly and let it be a back and forth conversation and help them address those concerns. Awesome. I always like to ask questions. I feel like that's the best way to understand because otherwise you're like, I just don't even know what your thought process is. Yeah, that and you want people to be listening too. So like a back hmm. and forth and giving them the opportunity to talk and ask questions too really helps cultivate that conversation yeah for sure for sure more of a conversation than just talking at each other yes (laughs) um so I've also learned with with having an actual conversation I've learned that connection between consumers and producers is a crucial part and I actually had I had a speech about it when I was younger in my FFA days so um that was kind of what got me really passionate about agriculture but what steps do you think we should take to make sure that we're not just talking at um, someone passing by, but having a conversation and connecting with them. The best advice I ever heard when it comes to promoting agriculture, the best way to promote agriculture is by not talking about it. 
So we're all more than farmers, right? We have other hobbies, we have other interests, and that's what allows you, it's those other interests, helps you find common ground with people and build trust and build relationships. And then when you do start talking about agriculture or hot topics in agriculture, they're more in tune to what you have to say or because there's that relationship, there's that trust there. They realize this person's just like me. We're both into makeup or we're both foodies or we're both golfers, whatever it is. Um, it, it helps bridge that gap. Yeah, for sure. I, I like that. I like that you said that a lot. I understand as um, I was growing up, I was around a lot of people that weren't in agriculture at, at all. And they didn't know I was really into it until high school. So I had that connection with them. And then they started asking me questions and I always try to figure out how can I take that type of a relationship that I've already built, which took weeks, days, years, whatever. But how do you do that at a really fast, like interaction at a state fair? How do you try to make it personable, but also short and informative? Yeah, I think that's tricky. Um, It's obviously going to be different person to person, but maybe, okay. So the perspective, person's walking by and you notice they have a cool purse or some cool sneaks or I don't know whatever be like oh yeah I had a pair of sneakers like that once well until I had to chase my cow through the barn and they got all full of shit or you know something (laughs) like that that could be a way um and just asking them what they've seen at the fair so far asking them questions where are you from are you connected with agriculture have you ever been on a farm before what are your favorite foods to eat um Mm -hmm. What have you eaten so far today at the fair? Well, did you know this food comes from here or my farm does this? Um, Just, I think the easiest way is probably connecting their food and their purchases to your farm somehow. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. I actually haven't thought about that one. Like a lot of people walk through with their food too. So it's really easy to just be like, oh, what do you get? How do you like it? connect it so that's I like that I'm gonna I'm gonna steal that one as well (laughs) good (laughs) so if someone comes up to us and is acting like they know everything they're talking about but they have a misconception in there or like they say like something that we're like oh that's for sure wrong that does not actually happen on a farm how do you like correct that without making them feel I don't know down yeah. Um, first, I'll remind you again to take a deep breath. Don't get defensive. <laughs> yep. um, and then just validate their concern. Let them know that, hey, this is totally a common concern. Lots of people have heard this or seen this, but here's the truth. And here's what me and my family on my farm do and how we handle this situation. And if it is, you know, an animal abuse thing, I know like the fair oaks thing has been popular, like validate like, Hey, yes, there are bad apples or things like this do happen, but that, it, that is not the norm. Here's the norm. Let me show you what, what we do. Yeah, for sure. And I know I've had, I've had friends of mine, even at when all of that fair life was going on, they're like, Oh my gosh, I believe like all of this happens. And then they're like, but Nicole, I've been to your farm and you don't do that. Or you don't treat animals like that. I'm like, most people don't just the bad apples end up getting on the news and then everyone sees it. And that's what everyone thinks everyone is about, but it's not always the reality. Right. So 
I know you've given us a lot of advice already, but <laughs> what is another piece of advice you have for us young FFA members? Maybe there's some 4-Hers in listening to the podcast as well as we go to State Fair and talk to the public and or other public events in the future. What What's one piece of advice you want us to really just take home? Uh, know that your farm story is important and that you have a farm story to share. If you don't share your story, someone else is going to share it for you. And it might not be the truth, right? There are so many people talking in the media in real life about things they don't know about. So it's up to you to share what actually goes on at your farm and connect with people and show people where their food and fiber come from. For sure. I love that. I think we all need to be kind of at that table talking because there are people are having the conversation. We just need to make sure we're always present for it. So I honor you that you are present for that conversation on social media. And I have actually followed you. I love how you, how personal you get with all of your posts and stuff. So I think you're connecting well. At least I felt like I knew you before I even jumped on this <laughs> podcast with you. I've never talked to you in my life. So good. That's, a, That's the goal. That's the, the goal, goal, right? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right. So I always end my podcast by asking the same question because since the podcast is called, I believe I always have to ask, what do you believe in today? This is going to sound really lame, but I believe that the future is agriculture. There is a future here for all of us. Um, we just need to work hard and immerse ourselves in it and make it happen. Awesome. I love it. I don't think that's lame at all. I think that's very <laughs> good. I love it. <laughs> well, thank you for hopping on the podcast with me today. I know it was a short one, but it was packed full of a lot of great information. I hope members will quickly listen to it, take it for what it is and use it to their advantage as they go into the state fair in a couple of weeks. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I hope you guys all have a good time at the state fair. Some of my best memories were at the state fair. So awesome. Thank you for listening today. I believe that together we can make a difference in our world. Go out with passion, dedication, and a willingness to do everything you can to help our world.